did his pow out. The Powwow with Mo Podcast. What up, and welcome to the Powwow with Mo Podcast. I'm Mo. I am Powwow. And this is episode 20. And if I knew what the anniversary years were, I'd be like, this is the silver edition. <laughs> but I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Um, so a lot's happened. We took a week off we because did. you were real busy last week. Yes. Uh, and here's the thing. We've discussed trying to have like a bottle episode, like just chilling there for when mm-hmm. that happens. But we do a lot of current event stuff. And it's tough. And it won't be current. And then we were like, well, we could just do two this weekend. And have one ready and just be a week behind, but then we'll all be like a week behind. Exactly. And that don't seem fun either. So uh, we're just going to deal with it. Yep, exactly. And we might do too someday. Who knows? Exactly right. But uh, so, Powell, you said you had a lot of current events, I'm sure, because it's been a while. Yeah. So uh, what are some stuff going on? Okay. So one thing that I had seen was this crayfish uh, issue that's going on over in Europe. Okay. And so what it is, is there was back in the, I believe it was. Is it crayfish like a crawdad? Yes, but they're calling it crayfish, so I don't know if it's a, if there's any difference between the our like crawdads, crawfish, and their crayfish, except for this cloning issue. Okay. Um, so what it is is that um, back in the day, um, there was a scientist that took over uh, this crayfish, um, and it's one that comes from uh, South America um, and in the Texas area, and it was just a kind of a, a fun pet. Then he gave it to quite a few people, and then he started noticing it in, in stores. Well, now it's unfortunately taking over populations in lakes, and the problem is is that it is now a 100% female species. There's no males. All right. And the reason for that is they do not need males to reproduce. They actually give little baby clones that grow up as obviously themselves or whatever their right. genetic passing is. Um, well, I would assume... I mean, I don't know a lot about cloning, but, you know, I'm in a sci-fi. Yeah. Um, that every clone would be, like, a little less pure than the original. Exactly. And then, our, so eventually it would become eventually some Eventually you have the Asgard issue that we have. Right, the bastardized <laughs> version of the crayfish. Exactly right. So, but they said that when they, they lay the eggs, you know, obviously there's, there's no mating needed, um, that they can lay hundreds at a time. And obviously if you don't have to have a male come by. I mean, can you eat these things? Yeah. What's the problem? They're taking over the current populations of others. Well, I mean, why species. don't we just farm them out at such a rate? We just all love crayfish. And that's... We're going to have to do something. Agree. I don't know what they're going to do, um, but I know that it said that you could just wade out into the water with the light, um, and then with their bare hands, these people are catching 150 or more an hour. Um, Damn. Like, it would, they said it's just crazy everywhere. That is crazy. Um, so I thought that was a little nuts. Yeah, and, and I know you were talking to me about the other day, and you're yeah. like, you remind you of the Orville... Because they're like a one nail exactly right gender thing, but the thing is, uh, and this could all be made up stuff because you know you read crazy stuff on the internet and mm-hmm. how many times we really check sources. Um, <laughs> but we're like, so it has been known for a woman where this could happen in humans. Yeah, like if all males died, some women might still get pregnant off the sheer desire to be pregnant. Yeah, I mean we don't know. I mean it's I do find it crazy, uh, but it, it it came out in the New York Times. Um, it came out in BuzzFeed and quite a few other news. It's been quite popular now for like the past week and a half or so with regards to the different um, posts that they have put out there or articles regarding it. Um, but I am kind of excited to see what they're going to do with it, if it's going to be an invasive species that causes problem or degradation to their fish populations in Europe, right. or if it's going to explode some fish populations that would have been eaten by other larger fish anyway, and now they're 
those larger fish will eat in these crayfish. Yeah, it's true. Um, I don't know how because it's all weird science stuff, but it reminds me of some weird shit I've seen lately. Um, I saw some article on Facebook or Reddit, and it, I mean, I clicked another article and went those internet rabbit holes, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's this thing, and I wish I would remember the name, but it's some scientific name for basically people are attracted to people with the same genes as them. So like, which is weird. The story I originally read that got me down this rabbit hole was yeah. a girl was adopted as a little kid, found her biological father through Facebook, reached out to him, and now they're getting married. So weird. Um, and they're so like they're gonna have charges filed against them, of yeah. course, in whatever state it was in, because they're trying to keep that a secret or something, and now it's come out. Um, and then that led me to it was like in this article was like there's another case similar where it was a son and a mother, and they were getting married, but they came out with it and got charges filed because they wanted to bring awareness to this, whatever the scientific term is for, it's like auto-sexual attraction, genophobia, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Some crazy shit. And then I was like, and then so it just basically took me on this rabbit hole of all these people claiming they have that. And there's pictures of brothers and sisters on like Twitter being like, no one fucks my sister but me. <laughs> and you're like, there's no way this is real. And then I'm like, Game of Thrones has ruined people. Exactly. It, the influence is real. So I don't have siblings. Um, so I don't, I don't, uh, but I would assume that there's something there where you're like, oh, like I have cousins where you're just in like, which no, I'm, I'm like, there's no way in, in a million years. Like that's my it's cousin. Like, that's my family. And so, and I would assume that would be even stronger with siblings. You would uh, assume. I mean, it's funny you bring that up because there was actually a, a, a mother and daughter in Duncan here in Oklahoma. Oh, um, that by was, my hometown. Exactly. There was, um, that was charged with incest. Um, got a deferred ten-year sentence. Um, the daughter was twenty-six and the mother is forty-four. Um, they had filed for their marriage in Comanche County um, in March of two thousand sixteen. Um, what I don't understand is they applied for it and they got the marriage certificate. I don't see how it was approved if it's illegal. I think maybe because you know everyone's so woke, we're trying to be so liberal. <laughs> they just said, saw. We, they we saw don't the, want to get anybody in trouble. They just saw the two female names and they were like, "Hey, good for you." <laughs> they didn't know and looked into it. That's what I would think. Um, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And so this, I have like so many random points here on my list. Um, I'm gonna try to stop saying fuck so much on the podcast, okay. well, and in general, because I just listened to the podcast last, you know, or two weeks ago when I was mm-hmm. mixing it down, and I was like, "Yeah, I guess I say it a lot for a podcast." I mean, to me, it doesn't bother me, but it could bother others, right? So I was like, well, maybe I should tone it down a little bit if I can. Um, and then when I bring it up to Koopy, she was like, yeah, you say it all the time. You say it way too often. So I've been trying. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to tone that one down. I don't know about the other words, but I'm going to work on that one. We'll see what happens. Oh, so I, I was actually just finished reading this article, and it's on the Tulsa world. Um, this isn't the first time this mother has um, married her family. Um, prior to marrying her daughter, she married her son. Um which again, I, I don't understand. Um, Maybe this is this uh, genetic attractions for real. I mean, she married her son in 2008, and then it was annulled in 2010 after the son described it as incestuous. I don't see how prior to that marriage that you didn't think that was the case. Maybe they didn't have sex before that. Um, maybe not. Um, that's but yeah, that's super weird. Well, weird. And uh, the thing with that guy and his daughter that is a little different is like, from what I understand, when a father and daughter are living that living mm. in the same house or whatever, and the girl turns, like, 12, 13, she releases a pheromone, and then the pheromone of her father, like, scientifically, it makes them hate each other. Like, that's why teenage girls and fathers don't belong. It's like, 
There are pheromones that are released, and it's supposed to happen so you don't have sex. Okay. It's like nature's way of preventing that yeah. shit. Because, like, we're pretty civilized now, but, like, four or 500 years ago, honestly, probably even more recently, if you watch, like, True Detective season yeah. ones and stuff like that, where fathers would totally bed their daughters, right? Yeah, now, and this lady did not have custody of her children. Right, so, and that's how this other one was. So it's like maybe just because they didn't go through that. And that, that very well could be it. She whole, thought it was okay because life. she didn't have custody and she was no longer on their birth certificate. She thought it was okay. That's not why it's wrong. It's <laughs> not <laughs> because of a piece of paper. That's that, wrong that, that was people. her reasoning. See, I said it again. How am I supposed to not cuss when we <laughs> talk about this stuff? All right, so uh, another thing that I thought was a little crazy, um, I don't watch The Bachelor. Um, I haven't in a long time. I used to, I think, maybe in the first season just because it was a new show. I mean, I gave it a shot, um, but honestly, I find it real cheesy. Like, I way respect the VH1's versions <laughs> way more. Yeah. Like, Flavor of Love, Flav, Flav. Real Chance of Love, I Love New York, yeah. uh, Brett Michaels' Rock of Love. I almost called it Bud Michaels' yeah, Because like, yeah. <laughs> uh, all of those, at least it was like, they're like, yeah, I'm about to take these people up and have sex. Like, they were real about it, right? Yeah. And then Bachelor, The Bachelor's like, crude. we're going to the fantasy suite. And then they're, it's like, what else happened? Exactly, in this fantasy suite. Yeah. Um, and they're all in there just to be famous. Yes. So, anyways, you, you that's actually a great point. So, you're on The Bachelor. You're going to be famous. You're going to be, you know, well-known, obviously. Right. Well, there is one woman on there named Becca. Apparently, if you watch The back. Bachelor, you would know who she is. Apparently, she has an attitude. Bucca. Um, I read The Ringer, and so, like, there's a few things The Ringer obsessed with. Basketball, sports uh-huh. in general, uh, Game of Thrones, The Bachelor's one. They have their own podcast, but I don't listen to that one. Yeah. But I have seen articles, and they have mentioned Becca. So, so she is, I guess, infamous. Yes. Well, apparently, she was reported missing in November. <laughs> um, she is still currently reported missing. Um, according to the California Attorney General website. Um, and there was actually a viewer um, that noticed this and goes, hey, this person reported missing, yet she's on The Bachelor. What's going on? Did they get a reward? Um, no. There, oh. No. Um, however, it seems to be more of just a giant miscommunication. Um, so the daughter was working on a marijuana farm. Um, it wouldn't see her for seven to eight days um, as she worked on this farm. Um she tried to contact her daughter. Um, however, Becca calls her mother on December the 12th and says, Hey, I'm on my way home. Everything's good. And then talks to her after this report is filed and said, I'm good. Everything's okay. Yet the report is still being filed. I mean, to me, it seems like just a giant mess of things. It's really not right. the case, but I did find a nuts that you're going to be considered missing yet on a nationally televised. Yeah. Looks down to me. Exactly. Um, so, NBA trade deadline happened since we've last Man, done this. And been a lot did of trades. it happen or what? Right. And uh, so like, I'm disappointed the Thunder didn't make any moves because there was a report that they were going to get Avery Bradley for Abrinas and Ferguson. And I like both Abrinas and Ferguson on the Thunder. But if we're going for this year, I would have liked that move. Yeah. Um, the Blake Griffin trade was cool. I mean, I know the Pistons are like your second team because you like Detroit. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Blake on the Pistons, I did when it happened just because I was like, well, at least he gets a new scene. I know it's like sucks for his comedy career and all that, yeah. but he'll he'll get back, I'm sure. Um, He's going to bring the D back. Right. And then the Cavaliers basically did what I would do on NBA 2K. <laughs> and they were like, I don't like all these old people. I'm trading to get younger. And so. And well, it, and then for IT, my thing with him, 
a couple of days prior, it has, shows an interview. Well, one day prior, he said he did, he maybe wanted was, to be there. Yeah, maybe it was one day. It was right after they beat um, the Timberwolves. Yeah, and well, th- th- and this may be a different one. He was talking. He goes, "When adversity hits this team, we all go our separate directions." Yeah, that was. You know, the we're day not. Before. Yeah, we're we're not uniform. Like, man, that's a bad thing to say. Well, yeah, he talked his way out of town the whole time. He always talked shit, and he'd be like, "Well, back when the other teams I played for, it's like you had one good s- season, like with." Boston, and I mean, he was really good, and he played good in his first game with the Lakers, and I don't think that style of that team worked for him, but talking shit like that, unless your goal was to be traded, probably wasn't a good thing, but it might work out for everybody. They sent all kinds of people. even sent his buddy D. Wade, went back to Miami. For almost nothing, but they knew that this Seti pick guy needed playing time, so they had to get rid of Wade. For Um, sure. I I think on a lot of those individual trades they did, it's pretty fascinating if you really are into basketball a lot of them look like cleveland got the worst of the deal mm-hmm. but then whenever you like look at all the trades they made you're like no they done good yeah. so it's interesting right because you is. can look at certain ones and be like, eh. um i actually like the knicks mavericks jazz trade a little three-way trade mm-hmm. to get emmanuel moutier in the knicks because i always liked emmanuel moutier pick him up on nba 2k especially um, since porzingis is now out the rest of the year Right, which, I mean, they need to try to tank, but there's a lot of bad teams, but there's a lot of good people in the draft this yeah. year. So, And that also kind of reminds me, on, on NBA 2K, um, in the last couple of weeks, I have found an exploit in the game, which is awesome. So I know Travis, who listens, plays the game, so maybe someone else does. Um, you can start a My League. So I started a My League and made me and you on the Thunder as young, shitty people that we're going to work our ways up. Yeah. And uh, you can do a simulate the game with Simucast Live, and then if you just simulate, if you play 12-minute quarters, um, so which is like, you know, the longest you can play yeah, yeah. Uh, speed it up as much as you can on the simulate screen. And then at the end, you can just jump in with like a few seconds left, and you'll get the coins for all of the stats posted in that game. And then if you're not around your PlayStation, like I'm not during most of the week, you know, if I'm at work, before I go to work, I can start that. And when I come to lunch, restart another one and for every game it just completes on its own you get 400 coins so through this i've probably gone about thirty thousand coins mm-hmm. in the last week and a half just balling on those which things. is probably like i don't remember the exact rate. it's probably like 15 dollars worth of coins or something yeah. right um but yeah so that's been pretty fun i've been making lots of coins there and then using those coins on my power forward dude and then i went online with that dude last night and did pretty well dunking on people so for sure that's my video game life anyway. Um, yeah. So something else I had seen was there was a, another Glee um, co-star, former co-star that unfortunately is now gone or some people. Yeah. Unfortunately. But, yeah. Um, I know that's the thing is. Uh, and that's Mark uh, Soling, I think. So you say now, Puck. I don't remember the details of his child pornography case. Uh, he just he had possession of child pornography um, that involved. A like, I know that's minor. horrible, but I guess if you're going to rank them. You could still kind of feel bad for that because if it was just like psychologically something's wrong with him and he's attracted mm-hmm. to that, I can't I can't sympathize no, or anything no, like that. I, but you know what I mean? Like that's different than you made it. Or you did it. Right. Um, I mean, I, I'm not saying that any of that is okay. Or I mean, I guess on the levels it's of just, terribleness. I find it quite ironic and fucked up. I'm about to say this. <laughs> for a show named Glee. I thought you were going to go there. It seems like no one was happy when they left that no, show. No, no, apparently not. Jane Lynch is the only one. <laughs> yep. Um, so this was something uh, that I had seen was regarding the MLB. Um, they're looking at adding um, extra base runners um, in the 11th inning of All-Star Games because we've had quite a few um, extra innings in All-Star Games. Don't they need pitchers for that? Um, Isn't that what they always run out of? They usually do, but it's because... 
for whatever reason they can't score runs or something. So what they're going to do is put a runner on second base. Just to do it? Every time, starting the 11th inning on, you start with a runner on second base. That's kind of cool, though. Um, and then, these, now, these are games, uh, other games they're going to be doing is preseason games that don't matter. Um, they're also going to, after starting with the 10th inning, they will put a runner on second base to shorten the games that aren't are, needed. Are any of these in regular season yet? No. None of them were in regular season I yet. mean, for real, though, those 16 inning games are stupid. Agree. Um, and it's I, kind of a cool cool thing. Agree. So, I mean, I, I think it's great because I've always wanted to see baseball pick up its pace a little I bit. I hope um, they had one extra more. bench spot for each team so they that can, they're allowed to just get a sprinter that they just like keep for that one fast. that one moment, right? He doesn't do anything else. <laughs> yep, that'd be that'd be good. Um, so I got a new bed. Yeah, um, it's pretty sweet. It's a big king size bed, mm-hmm. so there's plenty of room and then all that. Uh, the other day I fell out of it, and it was like one of the most confusing moments for me because you know me, I'm a hard sleeper. Yes, you are. I I don't wake up for much. Um. And so we got these huge-ass king-size pillows. Mm-hmm. Like, they're stupid. They just are. Yeah, they're like they're, the they're, dumbest thing that they're that big. You don't use them. Well, we do. See, here's the thing, though. Wait, so you use these? We bought, because we went on a crazy spree when we got the new mattress around, yeah. bought all this bedding stuff, and we got six total king-size pillows. That's too damn many. And two would be like for when you're sleeping there, and then one's like the pretty one that covers the other yeah. ones, right? Um and so we do use them, but I was like, well, if I'm getting these, I'm getting the best ones they have. Mm-hmm. Turns out those things are thick as fuck. <laughs> yes, they Man, are. Man, sorry. See, it's possible not to do it. Um, so, like, Koopy has crazy kinks in her neck. She's just ganged to old pillows. She's like, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm powering through. But I used to use, like, five pillows of normal pillows because I'm yeah. weird like that. And now I can use just one pillow. So it's honestly worked out kind of well for me. Um, but the other night... Woke up about four in the morning, had a piss or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know exactly what happened. I just know when I came to, I was sitting on the ground knowing I just fell. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, so I have these giant king pillows. Yeah. I think what happened in my mind from what I kind of remember is the pillow fell on the ground. And when I got up, I slipped on it like a banana pill. <laughs> and just laying it straight on my ass. That's and good. then Koopy woke up and she was like, what happened? I go, I fell. And she was like, you okay? And I was like, yeah. She went right back to sleep. <laughs> she went to sleep, yeah. And I went to piss, came back to sleep. Um, so it's been a little dangerous. And there's like on the footboard, a little a little corner piece kind of sticks out. Mm-hmm. And I've dead legged my leg probably five times in the last oh three weeks. Oh, my Because it hitches perfect on my thigh muscle. Yeah. And it like goes, um, and, and if it's in the middle of the knot when that happens, you're like, are you serious? This is yeah, the worst thing time. ever. <laughs> Oh man, that's nuts. But besides those issues, it's been great. That's good. Um, so I actually seen this article on CNN um, that there was a mass grave is actually initially found in the eighties. Um, they thought that it could be associated with the Vikings, but after carbon dating, they go nope. Yeah, the right I saw this frame. article too. However, that the reason they didn't is because they do radiocarbon on the um, stomach contents or yes. something. Right. Well, there was fish consumed by the Vikings. I don't know why they didn't think of this prior that they consumed fish. Right. Um, but eating fish and other marine life actually makes the older car- carbon um, throw off that carbon dating. See, and I'm not trying to be those weird because I'm not like super conspiracy. I do not believe carbon dating super accurate. I think we have some ideas. And the reasoning is because in our my elementary school, mm-hmm. they used to do this test where it was like the sixth grade, because my elementary school went kindergarten through sixth grade, they would bury a chicken. Mm-hmm. And then like 10 years later, the next they class would it, yeah. undig it and do a carbon dating thing. And it always came back inaccurate. Yeah. And I mean, I know, because I know when they give dating, it's like, 
this to 2,000 years later. Bro, I think there's a there. lot of evidence you can use, and I would love to get my friend Jared, if he was ever in Ada, to come by because he's like an archaeologist yeah. and stuff. Um, I would love to know more about it because I don't know enough. Agreed. But, and, but I think there's a lot of evidence you can use to say, like, this came from this time period. But a lot of the carbon dating, it's just not as accurate, I think, as it's pitched. No, I, I don't think it is. But it still it works with this because on this one, um, the original site that they found, it was a mass grave. Um, it has um, a double grave containing two men, a grave that had four adolescents between 8 and 18, and then there was a vault with nearly 300 people in it. Um, and they believe this was the great army of the Viking army. Um, that uh, Those sound made too team. great to me. I know, right? It seems like they, they obviously lost it at some point. Um, but they find it at St. Wyston's Church in Derbyshire. I have no idea where that's at. Um, somewhere over in London. I mean, the place isn't um, that big. I'm sure it'd be easy. To... Somewhere to find. But yeah. um, they believe that it happened. And this is where I don't understand how you can get so accurate. Um, they said that um, we know, obviously, with regards to written history that they have, that the great uh, Viking army made it there in 873. So at least we have a time frame we can kind of go off of and see how old this stuff is. Right. Um, but then um, they, you know, they drove out the Anglo-Saxon king at that time. Um, but then doesn't give really much information about how they all just died there. Right. Um, they took over a place that had lots of food. Um, they ate themselves to death. And and, all and, uh, they don't know. I mean, in a for this great army, they just seem to die out. And it may just not have enough in this article for me to Did know that. Did their corpses have, like, armor on or was it like? Uh, it doesn't say that. Whenever it shows this, it just has got all these bones laid out. Um, so I don't know if it had it in there. Or... I would assume not then, because I think you would show that off, right? Uh, agreed. Uh, um, but I did find that a little crazy. Um, so Black Panther is about to come out, right? Mm-hmm. And I really want the soundtrack, because Kendrick Lamar apparently watched the movie and goes, I want to do everything. And then he done the whole soundtrack. Yeah. So like, love Kendrick Lamar. But I'm getting real tired of everyone acting like this is the first black superhero movie. When there are at least two of my mind I can think of. I, I know one that I'm... that. Right, one for sure we're going to think of, which is Blade. Exactly. Now, I understand Blade's have Vampire Ball, but that is a Marvel comic book, and mm-hmm. he has crossover comics where he fights he, with superheroes. That Wesley Snipes was badass Wesley Snipes. Oh, yeah, and I mean, I know a lot of people give all, give the second, third one shit, but yeah. for the age me and you were at, it was cool. I loved them. I loved I love the third one. Trinity was probably my favorite one. Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds yeah. cracked me up in it. Uh, so And Blade was a big deal back in the day. So yes. people were just acting like that didn't Even happen. Even Triple H was in the third one. Yeah. Um, now, I'm not saying Black Panther's not good. That has nothing to do with this point. No. Uh, I just think people need to remember Blade was a thing. Exactly. And then Steel. Oh, yeah. That's another one. Which was Shaq's worst movie. It's probably worse than Kazam, honestly. It is. Um, but it came out the same year as Batman and Robin, which was like the worst Batman movie ever with the nipples on the suit. So no one really <laughs> thinks about Steel. Um, I forgot. Yeah. But Steel was really bad. Uh, I don't know. Shaq just made crazy. He was just getting paid, though. Yeah, you didn't really care. Um, something else randomly uh, that happened was I watched this video the other day of an autistic girl making a basket in a basketball game. Uh huh. And I knew from my first thoughts that like I'm kind of an asshole <laughs> because I was like, because and then like the big point of it was like it was the first shot of the game. It wasn't like one of these fucking into the fourth. Yeah. You take it they, they, from the jump ball pass to this girl, but no one's guarding her. Mm-hmm. She travels twice. And I would have swatted the shit out of that girl if it was being for real. So, oh my God, I'm not saying we don't cheer. Well, I get it. Right. I, I get why we do it. 
Yeah. I'm just like, let's quit acting like they done something great. They weren't even guarded. Yep. And then when I thought that, I was like, oh, well, I'm a big asshole, so I should probably just quit. <laughs> just quit. Thinking about it. That's funny. Um, I don't remember if I brought this up last podcast. If I did, and sorry, y'all can hear it again. Um, did you see the article about the Nazca lines in Peru? No, nothing recently. Okay. So, unfortunately, um, there was uh, a truck driver that thought it would be funny to drive across the Nazca lines and destroy parts of them. Um, again, the, this is um, a, a cultural heritage. They do not allow people on it. You can't. But this truck driver said, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to drive on it, and I don't care. Um, these are 2,000-year-old lines. Um, and he made a couple of hundred feet worth of issues of his. Right, and if you're unfamiliar with the Nazca lines, it's like uh, these crazy lines and shapes of animals, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. And, like, you can only see the full thing from an airplane, so the fact they were made 2,000 years ago yeah. when people wouldn't even have the viewpoint to see them or crazy. And then people walk these lines and then, like, as atonement or to meditate and part of their yep. religion there. And the thing is, when you tell that story, I imagine, like, a white American <laughs> just going, being like, yeah. Like you ask lines, but honestly, but it was saying, yeah, it course. was probably uh, a South American, obviously. I yeah, mean, there, it was. It. Um, <laughs> though, but, no, that that's right. There is the illegal American that goes over there and screws up their <laughs> shit. These illegals are ruining our country. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was nuts. Um, also, the Eagles obviously won the Super Bowl. They did, um, and so they have a long snapper um, named John Dorenbos. And before, uh, and he was with them. Uh, in 2016, however, uh, he was going to get traded. Well, when he was getting traded, the, uh, they had looked at some, done, done his physical and he had these brain tumors and cancer and all this terrible shit. Right. Um, so he wasn't allowed to play. Now he's never allowed to play football again. Um, so he had to go through all this terrible stuff. Um, however, the owner asked him to be there, um, on Super Bowl Sunday and said, we're going to get you this ring. We're going to get a ring. They win, and they are going to give him a ring, um, not being on the team, but they're still giving him a ring like he was on the team. Uh, I don't know how I would take that. Agreed. And that's what that's my, my question to you is, if you were this long snapper, now he he personally is excited. I mean, I think after you go through cancer, anything happy you're going to go happy about. But what would you – would you almost take that as a pity that they're giving it to you? Yeah, I mean – because I don't think anybody else that was cut in 2016 that didn't have cancer, that was traded away to another team, would get that ring. Right, agreed. And, I mean, I just think uh, – I mean, I don't know. I think everyone's different, of course. I just think I would be the type of person of why well, I didn't earn that necessarily. You know what I mean? Like, And I always feel like in basketball, for instance, and yeah. I can't think of a great example off the top of my head, but, like, let's say Kobe Bryant didn't play much in that first ring, right, that Shaq and him won – if he was, like, coming off the bench three minutes a game and had, like, very little – but he would get a ring around, like Adam Morrison yeah. got on the later Kobe teams. Um, I don't think he would claim it if he became great. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, like, I always think of that. But whereas, in like, if you're an old dude, never got a ring, and you're on a bench, yes, you take it. And so maybe this guy is closer to that scenario of, well, I'll never get one any other way. But what is a ring going to really do for him? Yeah, I mean, Either. It, like, I don't know. I guess it's a good gesture. And I think that's all it was. But I can see some people taking it the way of, like, insulting you in some way. So the uh, one of the last things I have here is regarding this mind-controlling wasp venom. 
Um, which I'm like, I'm interested because I've been stung by a shitload of wasps and I don't want to be mind controlled by a wasp. Right. Um, but apparently um, there is this wasp. Um, I'm not even going to try to say the scientific name because um, it'll be terrible. Um, but it's an emerald cockroach wasp. What it does. I think I saw it the other day. Is it stings the cockroach somewhere in the midsection, paralyzes um, the animal's front legs for about five minutes. Then the wasps walk over and stings it in the head. And then for 30 minutes... It goes into this in, this intense, vigorous grooming is what they're calling it. Now, the wasp cannot move Right. Okay, during this time frame. However, it is not paralyzed. If the wasp was to lead it, that cockroach would follow it mm -hmm. wherever it goes. Yeah, when I worked uh, on the grounds crew one summer, there we had some, even here in Oklahoma, some, some crazy wasp things that my boss was telling me would are the ones that make things zombies. Yeah. They can control other like they put something in them and then it's actually they're like putting babies in them yeah this one it actually lays eggs inside of it and, and then somehow it, that's zombie controlling them until they're born so what we are trying to do as as humans um we are trying to use, use that for, on our enemy for parkinson's <laughs> okay don't allow the uh the wasp to lay any eggs um but what it would do is it would give you the ability to trigger that person's brain and train it to what you're wanting it to do um, that seems a little nuts. Seems um, a little close to you taking over human yeah, brains. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it says that it could help with the, with research in the future. Um, I mean, my grandma has Parkinson's, and all of her like early signs, I pretty much have. So I would love a gear to Parkinson's. Yeah, because I'm almost like ninety percent sure I'm gonna get Parkinson's someday. Um, but I don't know if I want people training my mind to do shit. Yeah, and the thing is, if it doesn't lay the eggs, then in a few days you go back to normal. So I mean, it's cool. We figured it out. We'll look into. I'm sure people will search, research it for a forever, right? And yeah. figure out what we can do with it. Um, a couple random things that I saw. Um, I thought this was interesting. That a biotech startup company managed to 3D print a fake rhino horn, and it carries the same genetic fingerprint as an actual rhino horn. Really? So the company plans to flood the Chinese rhino horn market of one eighth the price of the original undercutting the price of the poacher so it won't be worth so it for it them be, to kill them and i had seen there's something and I, that's like is that not the best way to do it that uh, actually now that you say that, i remember seeing something and then they're also doing the where they are painting elephant tusks and rhino horns pink yeah they do the same with tortoises um so that way people don't try and i'm like that's a great idea i mean again i think it's absolutely crazy like the owner of jimmy john's everyone hates him for his Going and killing giraffes and elephants and whatever other sandwiches are good, bro. Um, but sandwiches are dope, sure. Um, <laughs> but I just I think it's awesome as long as we can try to conserve these because it is crazy the amount of species that are going extinct during our lifetime um, when we should be able to control that from happening. Um, but the last thing that I have um, I brought up to you earlier, Mo, was actually regarding a research paper that I had done um, back at our Upper Bound days. Right. So um, story on that. Basically, in the spring and summer, yep. something like that, uh, we could do a research paper and we get pay like two hundred bucks yep. if we done a research paper. That was less. it. It was yeah. awesome. Um, so this is it was regarding the Earth's magnetic poles flipping north going south, south going to north. Right. Um, based on our previous history, it happens between two hundred and three hundred thousand years. It'll flip. However, it has not happened in seven hundred eighty thousand years. Um, they do believe within the next hundred years it could happen. Um, we have no idea what will happen. It, this could be Y2K where nothing happens at all. Right. Um, 
and we're freaking out for nothing. Now, there are a few things during the time while it's flipping that'll cause problems, um, which is solar radiation um, will be let in because the poles being flipped, there will be holes where it'll be able to flood us. Okay. Um, so we won't go outside for those days. Um, at least I'm assuming that's going to be. Do we know when? It, I mean, do, do we, we think we date? would know? beforehand like we got three days it's gonna happen guys i mean they have satellites that are that are tracking this okay um so i would assume we would know um but hey maybe someone goes you it's know gonna make me want to get a bunker i've never <laughs> wanted one because i don't now, believe right? in a zombie apocalypse but exactly th this is like a real thing um and and they say that it, it will happen now there was um and i don't know how this happens but the earth tried doing it forty thousand years ago but it didn't it didn't do it it started, but it didn't go through. I don't know yeah. if it goes, you know what? Sorry, we had to push the restart button. Didn't have enough time didn't have the today. updates You know yet. what I mean? <laughs> I don't know what the reasoning for that was, um, but I do want to know what's going to happen with like our GPS systems, if it's just going to be pushed out a giant update to make north go to south, south go to north. Right. Um, and then you'll be teaching your kids the never eat soggy waffles will never be the correct thing anymore. Um, well, see, we always said never eat sour weenies. Oh, okay. It's funnier. <laughs> yeah, that works. Um, but I've also been something I always know how to read a map, and yeah. there, and it like I work with this dude, and you'll be like, he'll be like, "Where's that at?" I'm like, "East side of the building." Which streets that? But I'm like, "The east." How do you not know what the east side of a building is? Uh, so I had a few things. Let me see. Uh, I'll try to make them quick because they're just random interest, interesting things to me. Yeah. There is a Bible verse. You know, I grew up all about the Bible. Um, I think we all did. And it. It's Exodus twelve twelve, and it says, "I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord." Mm. Hold up. So all the gods of Egypt, like Ra, um, Apophis. Well, my whole thing was like he just acknowledged other gods. There's other exist. gods here. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's weird. I just Stargate straight up right there with the Egypt. right. That's what I'm thinking. There we go. Eventually, we're gonna do a Stargate show. We're once gonna we get better to. equipment. Um, also, something I thought was interesting: a 15 year old named On. Maka Sinsky, maybe, uh, made a flashlight that runs on body heat from the user's hand. And it what? was her project for the Google Science Fair, and she won a $25,000 scholarship. Two things that one that's dope. Second, $25,000. I think she should have gotten a little more. Say, I think she should have gotten some more for that because that's, that's going to be a multi million dollar yeah, item. So good. So you know, she's probably had to give 75% of that to Google, right? And she gets some little chunk, um, anyways. Now, I have heard that some people like our political views, or not our views, necessarily. I, people, say, I don't think A lot of people disagree does. with our views. Yeah. But they like the way we talk about it. For sure. I know I've gotten a few props of, like, at least I kind of play both sides, because I really don't feel like I'm a Republican or a Democrat. Yeah. Um, and But this week, we just happen to not have much, but this one thing I did. Um, so Nancy Pelosi, right this last week, done, like, an eight-hour speech, right, or whatever, on the floor mm -hmm. to, for the Dreamers Act, right, to give people citizenship. Yep. And... The TV you know, or the the right was all like, just as ridiculous, this woman standing talking for that long, how dare she or whatever. And it was like, in 2013, fucking Ted Cruz read Green Eggs and Ham just to deny people health care. Like, you don't remember all that shit where they were like yeah, doing the stupidest shit to do it? Yes. And it's just how quick people's memories forget. And I get in these arguments all the time. Because it's not for them, so they forget right. if it's against them. And this is going to go into something else I have to bring up. Have you watched Celebrity Big Brother yet? So, no, we started it, and then when we realized we are 22 minutes into the first episode before it recorded anything, and I have not had time to get on CBS All Access, but we are going to start watching Okay, so, um, it's been pretty good. I'll just say I'll wait a week till we yearly talk yeah. about it. Um, I, I, I want to talk about this 
blow the up. The celebrity that. Big Brother thing, I think, is better than I thought it would be. First of all, like, there's actually think... celebrities that I didn't realize were gonna like to me. Chuck Liddell, Metal World Peace, Shannon Elizabeth, uh, Shannon Elizabeth, and then Mark McGrath. Right. There's some pretty good ones. I mean, Omarosa is a big deal. Yeah, um, Omarosa for sure. Uh, but anyway, I think they're better strategically. Some of them, at least, some people have no idea what's going on um, than I thought they would be. Um, and I think probably in the future they do it again. It'll be even better. Yeah. Um, but it has been pretty good. But Omarosa is on there, right? And she's breaking down about how she's against Trump now. Mm-hmm. I have a few thoughts, but someone I work with who definitely leans more right. Um, they were upset. How dare this woman say something about the president when he's not there to defend himself? And with that being their reasoning, then what it was about- so hard for me not to be like, <laughs> what the fuck does Twitter? Yeah. Was Twitter with Trump? Like, that's all he does is call people out when they can't defend themselves. Like, God. I don't know. So I was just like, well, if we have freedom of speech. and uh, But then I think you can also take the thought of like, if I'm not trying to be on her side of, yeah, she was fired. Of course, she has negative thoughts about the guy who fired her. Mm-hmm. And the woman who played like the little girl in the Cosby show. This kind of gives away not a whole lot of sh- what's going to happen, but they had this really good conversation that I actually thought hit home really well where, like, everyone hated Omarosa at first, right? Because mm-hmm. they're like, how could you like Donald Trump when you're a black woman? That's basically what they're mad about. And uh, she just straight up looks at the Rudy Huxtable girl and is like, it's the same thing with you and Mr. Cosby. And she was like, I don't think. It goes, And when they, as soon as she said it, it all clicked in my head. I go, this is exactly the same. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you came out and even after allegations and stood by him and I stood by Donald Trump because that's how I got in. You yeah. know, I like Omarosa came in the industry that way. This one you protect came in the your industry. day one, right? And so I was like, "Fuck!" And so I just thought that was a really cool moment. Now I'm yeah. not saying I like Omarosa. I'm not saying any of that. I just was like, it was cool to see people with opposite views, and then like have a like one comment made and was like, "All Drop right, it. I got you." Like, that's a mic drop moment, to right? Me. And so I thought it was a good moment. Now. um, I don't know if Omarosa is being honest or truthful. I think she's just like Trump. I think she's trying to get headlines just like him because it's her protege or whatever, right? Um, she learned from the best. <laughs> right. It's, it's like a Sith scenario. Um, and we'll, we'll see what happens. Like, I really haven't paid much attention to Trump. I know that something really funny that happened is Mike Pence did not stand for North oh and South Korea's yes. unification thing. And I saw this meme that's like, so apparently Mike Pence thinks it's okay to sit during an anthem to protest something. That, and I'm like, it's no, yeah. so good. It like, was. you can't write that shit. Yeah. Um, First off, just real quick about the Olympics. Um, I seen where there was big headlines where the president of South Korea and Kim Jong-un's sister shook hands. Not Kim Jong-un. Uh, well, the, Kim Jong-un's sister is the first Korean to be in South, or North Korean to be in South Korea since the war. Yes. So, um, And it's it's great. Um, I, I do think it's great that there are some. Did you see their cheerleaders at the women's game? The hundreds and hundreds of cheerleaders. They're that called they have? the Army of Beauties, and there's 200 women that have been sent there, right? And in 2006, when South Korea hosted an Olympics, mm-hmm. and they sent it was like 50 women yeah. in the Army of Beauties. Almost all of those women have been in prison for talking about what they saw in South Korea. So now, after I read that, I just see their Army of Beauties that they have cheering, and you're like, most of y'all are gonna be in jail because y'all aren't gonna be able to shut your mouth. Yeah, going this is what's going to happen. But one of those women from 2006 is Kim Jong-un's wife. Really? So at least one of them, something good happened to. Yeah. Um, one of every 200, you got a decent shot. All right, I think the last, well, not the exact last thing, but the last random thing, I guess, here is uh, since 1922, over 30 cash rewards of up to a million dollars have been offered to anyone who can prove they have paranormal abilities, and no one has ever claimed a prize. And that is why I don't believe in superpowers and supernatural shit. So anyone's ever like, what do you mean you don't believe in this and this and this? 
It's because of things like that. It's like, because if I could do that shit and someone's offering me a million dollars, it's done. But most, you have that superpower, then you can't get money out of it. You have to. Nah, you have that's to why I'd be a super villain, sir. And if they're superheroes, they're super villains. <laughs> and they haven't taken the money either. I feel you, man. Um, one thing I do want to mention is today or yesterday, um, I go to the mailbox get my mail out and I was super stoked when I felt myself a little card inside of one from the Oklahoma Bureau of Investigation it says hey here's your concealed carry um, so I was pretty stoked about that um, now I'm going to be packing anywhere I go except for Apple Market or the banks obviously um, you should probably start wearing like uh, some base makeup to make your skin a little lighter <laughs> maybe cut your hair <laughs> nope because I'm letting you know those licenses don't work the same for minorities so. nope nope not doing it um but again, I, I uh, we talked about it slightly earlier. I do find it slightly nuts about the whole how I got my license. It only took about two and a half, three hours to do the whole thing, and it is a little crazy. Right. All right. So I have some more random stuff, and our first half is running long, but yeah. it's who cares. Um, so as a husband, right, and you are too. Yep. Um, this is something I was saying about the other day. Like you can use your wife as an excuse quite a quite a few times, right? Yeah. And, and you can with kids as well. But my point is like so if. Say me and you were out somewhere eating, and then we ran to a friend. They were like, "Come do this," and we'd be like, "Oh no, the wife said <laughs> yep. wife says I have to be home by eight thirty, yeah. so you know I'm getting out of here." And then you know the other person's thoughts will be like, "Well, you know what a cunt, right?" I'm no, that's kind of harsh. Maybe they're like, "Ah, oh, she's so naggy, won't let him hang out." Yep, but nothing too bad. Whereas in like the scenarios, like our wives were out eating somewhere, and they ran and was like, "Hey, let's go," and they're like. My husband doesn't want me to. It's like you're abusive. Yeah. Like <laughs> straight up. And I just think that's strange the way that whole dynamic works differently. Like Agreed. it's a lot easier for men to use women, I think, yeah. than it would be for a woman to say the husband wouldn't. And I think non-abusive husbands generally are like, no, you could go. Do yeah. That. I don't just care. go. I mean, <laughs> so maybe that's why it's different. It's, it's funny you bring that up because uh, Jill had surgery. She had you know four four teeth extraction. Right. Um, so she was out for that's the reason we missed. Um, but when we went out to eat after I got back from this business trip, I I felt people looking at me because she had bruise on the side of her face where her teeth were. <laughs> and I felt people looking at me. Discipline like, and respect. I did not beat my wife to give her this bruise on her <laughs> cheek. But she's got these massive cheeks because she's you know, right. it's all swelled up from the surgery. And I'm like, people looking at me like I beat this woman. And I'm like, it's, that's not the case at all. So I, I've got that weird... Because we went to Prairie Kitchen with all these old people. And they're like, mm. <laughs> right. Maybe. Like, you don't beat your wife, sir. <laughs> exactly. Judging it, ass. It was just a little crazy. All right. So my TV update for the week, um, I told you part of the other day. Um, and I know our biggest fan is rather Marissa or Rusty, because I think they listen to all the episodes. Uh, but Marissa yeah. wanted Amazon Prime suggestions. So mm-hmm. there's a show I told you about the other day. I think you would really like it. It's called Britannia yep. on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's like Amazon Prime's Game of Thrones, right, is mm-hmm. the way it's kind of pitched. But it is so close to Vikings. I mean, it's better. I think it's a little better quality than Vikings because Vikings had those kind of cheesy moments yeah. or whatever. Um, but it's almost the same. It's like set in Britain back when they were all a bunch of tribes and the Romans are coming to invade. Um, and they're just basically causing chaos everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they have their, like, Loki character who's going to the underworld, seeing visions, says he's a demon and all this stuff. But then there's also an episode in there where, like, these two normal guys find this witch doctor's hut, and they just start taking all these drugs, right? And they trip out. And they're seeing the same things as, like, the magic users. So then I'm like, 
I don't think there's actually any fantasy. I think people are all tripping on drugs because of the druids, and that's yeah. what they did. And if that, and I don't know, I, I've watched all the episodes, but they don't give that away yet. If that's the twist somewhere, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty entertaining. Um, it's got the governor from Walking Dead. Yep. And, uh, got some other people you'll recognize, but it's a good show. Coopy really liked it. Um, uh, so if you want a fantasy show to watch, and Game of Thrones is not going to be on for a while. Yeah, uh, and Britannia's new. I know people that haven't started Game of Thrones. It's quite a daunting task to watch all that. Uh, this is has eight, ten episodes, something like that. Yeah, and I think personally you would really like it because you love Vikings, and it is. They just reminded me a lot of that show for sure. And then a Netflix show that's new is called Altered Carbon, which is this weird sci-fi. I like, I mean, it's sci-fi for sure. It's more like Blade Runner than like Stargate. So okay. it's like we're in a far future. We we're landed on other planets, and every human has like this metal disc in their neck that like basically stores. It's like their hard drive, and then like if you die, and as long as your little chip doesn't get destroyed, they could put that in another sleeve, which is a body, and then you would be that body, right? So it like starts off, and it's like this Asian guy um, who looks really familiar. I don't. I can't quite remember what he's from. Yeah. He's beating the shit out of people. But then it later shows like a white guy. It's like, he's the same guy. And then he was like part of this rebellion that was fighting against the use of sleeves. Mm-hmm. And then in this future, the Catholics won't allow them, their disc to be put into a new body. So like when people are murdered, they could easily just take it and put it in a new body and be like, who murdered you? But, but they're like, no, we're not doing that. Right. So it's got all this cool, like weird, you know, future stuff. Yeah. And it's like super colorful. And it's really more of a detective show. So, like, the main guy is this thing called, I can't remember what they're calling it, like a vandal or something, mm-hmm. special name. And they're, like, the Jason Bournes of the world, right? Like, they're real super good fighters. They're, like, super high intuition. They just kind of know what's going on. Um, so, this he's, this guy's supposed to be forever on ice, which is, like, when their disc is just put to the side, can't ever come back mm-hmm. because he was such a terrorist. And the super rich guy now in the 300 years after this guy lived has paid to bring him back for him to figure out who killed the guy. And even you're like, but how do you bring him back if the guy's dead? Well, he has a, he's so rich. He has a satellite that goes around the earth and every 48 hours it beams his consciousness and stores it in a satellite. So if he dies, it can be, he's like the richest dude on it. <laughs> and you're like, man, this shit's crazy. Yeah. Right? Um, the story's kind of convoluted. It's really hard to follow, but it's so like futuristic and cool that like I want to finish it and then I want to watch it again to catch back up on to what figure out what on. I missed, yeah. right? Because it isn't easy to follow, but it's fun. Koopy, not a fan for whatever reason. Okay, uh, she doesn't like that as much as Britannia. But those are my two shows besides Celebrity Big Brother that's really got my attention. You know, yeah, for sure. Since the last time we've done this, and my last sad story before our break. Um, is in my PlayStation's about to die. Yeah. And the other night, me and Kubi are laying, or we're asleep. It's fucking four in the morning. Um, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, my PlayStation was in spin mode where it has like the yellow bar and it's just kind of hibernating or whatever. And out of nowhere, it just sounds like a jet engine turns on in the middle of the room. <laughs> it's like, Jrr! and I was like, what? And Kubi's like, turn it off. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. So I tried to unplug it from the wall, yep. which I know is like really bad. Yeah. Um, and then since then, I took it all apart as much as I could with that little special screwdriver and vacuumed it out and dusted out as much as I can and it sounded better for like six hours and then it'll just go all crazy again and so we done taxes last weekend and I told Koopy like hey I think my PlayStation's about to die this is so sad and she was like well we'll use tax money that we're getting to get you a new one they're like 800 bucks right and as you point out I should have just you said yes you should have ran with it man but I was like no they're not 800 dollars <laughs> what are you thinking um so I might have to get a new one 
but I could also see just waiting till it actually dies. Because if I have two PlayStations, that's gonna be a whole other juggling act of like, mm -hmm. which save is where and which thing. So, um, anyway, I also kind of want to switch. Rusty got a switch, yeah. loves it. I just I love trophies so much that I can't imagine playing a game for nothing more than enjoyment. Exactly. So weird. <laughs> for sure. All right, so I, we're gonna keep story time going, but we're gonna take the break first. Come back. We got an email from a listener. Yeah. We got story time. And then we got our top five favorite bands. Bands. Exactly. The ones that actually play and sing. Or play and or has, There has to be instruments is yep. the rule. All right. So we'll be back. All right. All right. And we're back. So we do have an email from a listener. Where can people send emails to, Powwow? They can email us at thepowwowwithmo at gmail.com. That is T-H-E-P-O-W-W-O-W-W-I-T-H-M-O at gmail.com. All right. And so this week, Rusty wrote in, which he has before, and basically what he said is, uh, he said, dang, a Mormon almost made the top five in our top five <laughs> favorite football players, but lost out uh, off charisma like Romney did to Obama. <laughs> I agree, and I think in hindsight, Romney looks so good, so good in the Republican Party. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so the current news the past few weeks, uh, he couldn't get on board with a couple things, but it's all good. He likes hearing our opinions, and that's why he listens. Said the Aziz thing was creepier than some news people made it out to be. Now, and he read the original article, and I did too. I read the original article as like they were trying to get press, mm -hmm. like they were making it creepier. Now, I think you can read it both ways. Whether they were being accurate and everyone else covered it, yep. or they were trying to make it worse and everyone else called them on their bullshit. Like, I don't know which way it was, but just my intuition was the latter there, you know? Yep. Um, and then also, he said, uh, Trump is an idiot. That said, it's too early from the base anything off the porn star scandal. Um, and he wouldn't be surprised if it was one of his kids that he was paying it off for. Yeah, and that's I think a good that's, point. I think that's a good excuse, even if it's not the truth. Yeah. That they could use, but right now, what they're using. Like we said earlier, blame it on your kids. Right. So, uh, <laughs> But he, I did not know, but he said that uh, his daughter, Ivanka, actually interned for Harvey Weinstein. Maybe the other one. One of them interned for Harvey Weinstein, which I did not know. That is kind of creepy. Yeah, that is. Um, but he said, I enjoyed listening, um, and he's ready for episode 20. Um, and he's going to buy Rocket League off of my recommendation. <laughs> Sweet. Because uh, getting on the Switch. Now, he did hit me up when we didn't have an episode. He was the only person that reached out and was all like, how how can you do this? You get me on a schedule of every Tuesday, and then you don't put out an episode. So my bad. Um, other people, I just put on Facebook like we're not going to have one. I basically am only on Facebook to say we have a podcast episode. That's my only reason at the moment. For sure. Um, last time I got hit up by this girl that I went to high school with. She tried to call me through Facebook Messenger four times to tell. It's just when, weird when people try to call you. I know, and I straight up said I messaged her right away and said I'm not answering this. She was like, just answer. And I said, no. She was like, but I have to talk to you. It's important. And I said, you can tell me on here. She was like, I don't want to top it all. And then through all this would call, like, after every time she wrote something. And I would just say, no. And she was like, I wanted to plan a reunion for the rattlesnake hunt. <laughs> and my thought was like, we had one last year. Yeah. And it wasn't any fun. I'm not trying to be mean anymore. Like, I just, the few people I care about what they're doing, they don't come to these things. Yeah. Um. And I kind of became mean. Like, instantly, I started making fun of the guys I made fun of in high school. Like, as soon as I was around them, I just started making fun of them. And I was like, man, I don't want to be an asshole like that. Yeah. But it's so hard when you're, like, 
in your hometown around the people you went to high school with to not go right back to like, God, you're a douchebag. Yep. Um, so anyway, I avoided that. But so Facebook hasn't been great, but I will stay on it just to say, check out our podcast. Yeah. Um, so anyway, if you want to send us an email, definitely do it. We'll read it as long as it's not too ridiculous. I, I mean, we've read all the other ones. Yeah. Um, all right. So this week for our story time, it's more, it's not going to be as cool. I don't think as lot as the previous story, but it is a follow up to it. So we're not going to make them all about the fraternity, but we were in a fraternity. So some of those things will come up. Yeah. Um, so last time we talked about our sneak night where J Mac and Jay got snuck and then we had to go all around the state of Oklahoma. Yep. Got way messed up on a bunch of stuff <laughs> and all that. And so the reasoning for that, and I wish they still did it, but I know they don't. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason I'm talking about it. Um, the reasoning for that is the next week they were like, we have an emergency meeting with the pledge class. And for us, we met out at this old man Vernon's house in the middle of the country. We had to stand by the tree. And they go, all y'all stand by the tree. Now, the members probably don't know this part of the story, but I remember Vince being a big deal in this topic yep, as well. he was. And we were like, We made listen, a pact right there. We made a pact on the tree because we just got this weird feeling like they're going to jump us, right? Yep. I don't know. We just thought that. And so, and we had somebody like, I would take LV against almost yeah. anyone in there. I mean, there's a couple guys that were big. Don't be wrong. Yeah, I mean, some of them would be. So, LV like, Savage. Like lead would just screw every one of us up. Right. Um, but we made this pack of like, if they try to fuck with us, we got each other's back. Yeah. Regardless. Right. Us versus them. And we always had that attitude when we yeah, were playing, always. in our pledging class. So we go in there. They tell us to face these barn walls. And again, I'm not really down with like hazing a fraternities. That was never my thing. And I will say, I do not think any of ours went too far. I really don't. And I think I would be one of the first, at least in our pledge class, to be like, no, it's not happening. <laughs> exactly. Um, I really didn't think it went too far. But they told us slime against his barn walls. Uh, and they start reading a letter from the dean of the school. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's been reported to us that there was a kidnapping and people went all over this. So, like, they basically recount the sneak night. Yeah. And they're saying that one of us ratted out the fraternity and then it ends with and your charter has been revoked you no longer have a fraternity and that's when shit and hits then the fan. everyone goes crazy and they're like fuck you and they start getting crazy right and now like to my left Vince is standing there and his big raymond pushes him in the back against this thing and as soon as that happens i turned around and my big at the time who was johnny a he just like put his finger up to his mouth like shh don't just don't ruin it yeah because I was already turning around, and I just had to sit there and watch. And then they're like, now turn around and meet your big brother. And it's like the introduction, your big little knot, and all that's just bullshit. Yeah. And it's just to get your emotions going, right? Um, and then you get alcohol poisoning. And I know that's horrible to say. But it's, it's going to happen. I'm going to be honest about it. Like, I don't know how many times I've ever been as drunk as I was our big little knot. That quickly. I mean, I know because that was when Corey was my big... Right, um, and that's saying so. You have different families, and uh, <laughs> Powell has a different big, and so did I actually. But I stayed. I was white chocolate. You stayed in white chocolate, which is my family originally. You were in Lacoste or and Your family drink is eighteen hundred tequila, and I to this day cannot drink. And my drink is Jack Daniels, which is way better. Yeah. But even now, when I smell it, it you makes still me get mad. That I'm nice. like, Ugh. I mean, the eight because I bought they. I got a big bottle of eighteen hundred, and there was. A bottle of eighteen hundred and a bottle of Keystone to chase, or a can of Keystone to chase it with, because that's what you should use to chase it with. Of course. Um, and I, I remember it because there was that trash can. I think that was in Marshall's room. Yeah, it was Rebecca Marshall's um, house. Yeah. Oh, and it was just we we. I had never been that sick feeling, because um, I remember the very next day was when we were at the 
lounge and had to watch Dirty Sanchez. Yep. That movie, and I had, I was just getting sick on every small little thing that you could see. Right. Um, but that Big Little Night was awesome because it, it is great that you, because at first you really feel like something's about to happen. Bottles are flying. People are getting upset. And then they say, meet your big brother. And you have this big old happy. Um, and then you all get cars and drive back into town. Yeah. They're like, all right, let's go. Um, yeah, but it was a great night. And I mean, we was. had uh, we had some others like later on because we were always, you know, when we had other pledges, mm-hmm. similar close-ish things most of the time. But not yep. always because it was sometimes hard to do. Yep. Um, but that was that's always a fun night. I mean, big old knots are always great. Um, definitely people drink too much uh, because like, I mean, I think I've done nine shots of Jack in like six minutes. I don't feel like five, first time you do it, they just go shot, shot, and then someone else would, Family drink. And then like you're good and then it hits you all at once and you're like And then you're like, I'm I'm gonna die. Oh shit. And I mean I I love like Taylor's big little night at your house was I fine. don't. Yeah, I don't like <laughs> threw that. up on all your couch. He was like a sprinkler of puke. I just remember <laughs> he's not like this at all now, but I just remember when I first met him, he liked my rap music. Right? And he was trying to And rap. he wanted to be a rapper too. And he was every time he'd rap me, blah, blah, <laughs> he started blah, trying blah, to rap blah. and he just threw up everywhere. Because so he was great. mad because I picked him up and threw him into my bathtub and turned the shower on and got his phone room. <laughs> he threw up all over my couch, bro. All right, so that's our story time. We'll see what we do next week. Haven't decided yet. Yeah. Uh, we'll try to keep it off of our pledging if we can. Um, I think my 20th birthday was a great one, so eventually we have to bring that Yeah, up. we're going to have to talk about that. Um, all right, so we're going to get our top five favorite bands. Our only qualification said they had to be like a lead vocalist, and then there had to be instruments. Like Backstreet Boys don't count. Yep. Um, the way I kind of explained to Kubi when I was telling this is like Jimi Hendrix wouldn't count, but the Jimi Hendrix experience would. Okay. Right? Like solo artists aren't involved. Yeah. Unless they have a band. So um, now I will say my number five, I thought was, it was really hard. I've been struggling with it. It's because like my number one and two are on their own tier, three and four are on another tier, and then everything below that's like, no, nah, it's all right. Yeah, like I, mean, I just don't have a fifth that I'm like. No, I, I'm the yeah. same way. One and two to me were, were easy to choose. Three, again, is in a whole other class of songs. And then number four was just something that I remember listening to all the time for a short time frame. Right. So my number five has changed multiple times today because I was researching all of the honorable mentions I have. I was pulling up songs and being like, and I probably shouldn't have done that. I probably should have off nostalgia, like what I remember. Mm -hmm. But listening to some of them, I'm like, "Uh, I don't know if I, but then again, I remember loving it. Right. Mm -hmm. So anyway. Uh, let's go ahead and get started. What is your number five? My number five is going to be Creed. That is the worst pick ever. Oh, yeah, right. for sure. For sure. They were um, popular. I'll give you that. So when I was in wrestling, because it was that year of 2000 to 2004, um, we listened to Creed almost every day. I just remember there being a summer where I camped a lot and everyone was listening to Creed. Oh, yeah. It was like, with arms wide open. Yeah, I was like, well, like exactly. And then I remember the whole thing of like, because I, I was real big in the church at the time. There were some people in the church that were like, they're fake Christians. His oh, dad's yeah. a preacher, but he left the church and he's just doing this for money. And it's like, there was a whole group of people that hated him for that. And yeah. the other people hate him because they're like, you're a Christian rock band. Get out of here. That's not rock and roll. Because people think that, you know. Yep. Um, I will say they, they definitely made a mark. Yeah, and to me, that's, that's I just did why. not expect them in your top five. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'll be honest. I changed this last night. 
Um, because I had a different person or a different band as my number five. But like, you know what? I listened to their songs and I still have three. So of what? Them. Would, just we don't normally do this, but because we both had a moment like that, what would be your number six? So my number six um would have been Green Day. Okay. Because I I like old Green Day. And that was and I remember the CD cover my my stepdad had of the Dookie. The, uh, yeah, the one with yeah. the bomb blowing up. Um. That is the first time I remember listening to Green Day was with him, and then obviously going on into our uh, yeah, teenage that whole black eyeliner, yeah, black crazy thing. Yeah. weird time frame. But yeah, that's. But when I was going back and I did this similar thing, first I did I just looked at my all my songs that I have and see mm-hmm. what bands I had in there, and then going from that, I was like, you know, I've got a few of these songs, and then just listening to them, I was like, I can remember certain points that I just didn't think about until right this moment when I was listening to the song and going, I just, it had a such, I don't really want to say influence because it didn't, but it just made remember a lot of things that happened during that time frame. Right. That's why I chose Creed. And I think that's always kind of off topic here, but I like the fact that certain songs can take you back somewhere. Like, oh, yeah. if I hear any song off Will Smith's Big Willie style, <laughs> um, I think that's the name of it, I just mm-hmm. immediately go back to Rusty's room playing Twisted Metal 3. I just okay. don't, I don't know why, like, I guess he played that on a CD while we were playing that. But, like, if I hear, welcome to Miami, Miami. <laughs> I, like, instantly I'm like, oh, I was in the the that one car that shoots the little saw blades at people, and we were driving around this. But like, I can just – I go, like, yeah. straight there. No, that, I always find that interesting. Agreed. That, that's why I did it. But, yeah, number five is uh, Creed for me. Um, so, Mo, what is your number four? Oh, or five, five. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, because you gave six. My six that I had as number five until earlier this week was The Offspring. And I know you weren't familiar with them until mm-hmm. I told you their big hit was Think I'm Pretty Fly for a White Guy. Yep. And that song is awesome. And I had that CD. And I remember in sixth grade listening to that on like trips to like track meets, academic meets. And I'm a big rap fan, right? So I didn't listen to much rock. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed that whole CD. Like guitars were cool and stuff. And I never yep. really got into that. But so that was my number five. But. Got marked off, so it's my six. So my number five is actually Bloodhound Gang. Okay. Now, they are a rap group, but they transformed into a rock band. So I'm going to count them as a band because Wikipedia says they're a band. Then they're a band. Uh, Now, the song you will know is You and Me, Baby Ain't Nothing But Mammals, so let's do it like they do on the Discovery yep. Channel. And that song is fun. I'll give them that. But the whole other, that album that's on is called Hooray for Boobies. And Rusty had this album, and I mean, he influences a lot of my music, Gold Taste or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I was just listening to that CD so much. And there's, I listened to a few this morning, and there's so many good songs. Like, A Lab Dance is so much better when the stripper is crying, is the name of the song. <laughs> and it's like an old Western blues song. Like, and it's like not rap or rock, but that's, I don't know. It's just, they have awesome songs. They have another one, um, You're Pretty When I'm Drunk, which is great. And it's like doesn't even have instruments. It's kind of all like beatbox. It's like do do do, and it's like yeah. they're making the noises for the beat, and it's so good. Uh, my favorite song of theirs is called Three Point One Four, in which an opera singer just yells vagina over and over again. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, it's like a twelve-year-old, eleven-year-old, however old I was when this came out. It was just perverted and talked about boobs a lot, and he talks about having a small penis. And just so many funny things that, like, is stuck with me. Like, yeah. I always think of the Bloodhound Gang now. So I'm not, like, a huge uber fan of them or anything. But I really enjoy their funny music. So sure. That's my number five. So, Paolo, what is your number four? So my number four is Limp Biscuit. It's a good one. Um, 
and I, I still have, I uh, showed you the other day, but I, I have a hype list that I, I listen to when I'm working out in. Um, three of his songs, or three of that band's songs um, with Rollin' My Generation and Nookie. Um, come on every time I'm, I'm playing. Yeah, honestly, um, all of my memories of Limp Bizkit, or one that first comes to me, is so like they, they do a cover of the song Faith, right, mm-hmm. the George Michael song. And I love that first minute of the song. And then it goes into like some stupid rock, yeah. crazy metal stuff. And I didn't know it was a cover when I first came out because oh, I was yeah. a kid. And then the one's like, it's a cover of a George Michael song. And I love the original George So now I just listen to George Michael song yep. because I'm like, oh, he just sings the whole but thing. He doesn't get all crazy. <laughs> but, but I really like Chocolate Starfish and Hot Dog Flavored hot, Water. Yeah. That was it. Yep. And I mean, he was an icon of our childhood. For sure. With the red um, hat. and Exactly. I mean, that backward facing out white dude is this, a rocker slash rapper. Um, I know. I don't necessarily think they're. I mean, he's a good rapper. No, but I think the music's okay for what it is. I mean, it is. Um, but again, thinking back of that nostalgia feeling and this stuff that you did, and I, I actually remember um, the one that we were listening to was uh, my generation. I was listening to it with Savannah um, at, at Upward Bound on some bus. I don't remember where we right. were at, but we were on some bus like we always were traveling. Um, and I just we listen to it all the time, and that's one other time that Savannah I. Savannah has me blocked on Facebook, has for years, like ten years now. She doesn't have me. We're we're friends on there, sir. Well, you should tell her to unblock me. <laughs> just send her a message. Hey, why do you have me blocked? I've been blocked for ten years. It's crazy. All right. So, um, Mosier, what is your number four, brother? Uh, my number four, and all these are pretty solid. Um, is Reliant K. Okay. Now, I kind of get a little shit for a Christian band of Creed, and Reliant K was kind of a Christian band mm-hmm. as well. At least the first three albums. Their fourth one is when they officially said they weren't, and then. People got mad. Yeah. Um, but again, I grew up in a real small town where there's nothing cool to do. Mm-hmm. Church, You do go to church every week because it literally this is the only thing, thing fun to do. do. Yeah. Um, I saw Reliant K in concert like three or four times in high school from different church events. Like they performed at Frontier City and we went or at YEC and we went or just yeah. another random concert. Um, and I really enjoyed them. I think their lead singer, um, I really like his voice. He has a cool voice. Uh, Mood Rings, probably my favorite song in hindsight. But I like a lot of their – they have a lot of good songs. Yeah. Uh, like Sadie Hawkins Dance, just – they were cool when I was a teenager. They weren't – they were the same music style as all that stupid emo shit, but they weren't all emo about it. You know, they weren't like, slip my wrist and kill me. <laughs> like, they just weren't – they weren't singing about that. Like, they were singing about cool, random stuff. Um, and I just really liked Reliant K. Uh, not many mu- – much music in that genre is still on my iPod, and that is one that is. I, mean, I convinced everyone to have a Reliant K song as our – graduation song yep. and stuff. Um, so I was a really big fan. I don't listen much now. And so anyway, um, Reliant K is my number four pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, I could see them being higher, but my other top three, I'm just like, they're my shit. For sure. All right, so my number three, this is the only one that I have on here in top five that is um, not what you, I guess, consider a typical band. Um, and that's a native drum group called Wild Band of Comanches. Um, Seems kind of racist. <laughs> I think they need a more politically correct name. Of wild band of Comanches. Yeah, why? Do, why do the Comanches have to be wild? Um, See, I'm doing the whole where white people get offended yeah. for minorities. Well, the wild band it comes from a group, um, a native group who didn't fear anyone or any other nation. That was their group. They were called Wild Band, and then they just. <laughs> I need to do one more tangent. So, you know like where we live, we see these Chickasaw Nation commercials. Yeah, all the time. Chickasaw Nation, but their commercials are the worst. All the blonde-headed, blue-eyed Well, they got this one where it's like, let me tell you about the history. And it's all like, our ancestors worked with the British 
and the revolutionaries in trade, and we didn't pick a side in the revolution. And I'm like, well, that's fine, but it doesn't seem like something you brag about. It seems like you we were, were neutral. <laughs> right. It's so weird. We were Switzerland. We stayed right in the middle and said, don't mess with those guys. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay. Anyway. Yeah. It's a little nuts. <laughs> um, but the wild band of Comanches, the reason I like them is, well, one, um, they have a lot of uh, fancy dance songs that, right. that I dance with. Um, and just hearing them, the the different types of singers that they have, because they have a, a couple of different, they have the, the status called like an elite status of being on this um, band, which is that they can just grab people from other other bands that they have you know sung with before, they've known their whole life. Um, and there's only s- specific people that are allowed to do that, to move back and forth from one band to another. Um, and a lot of people, when it at least comes to the native community, they're very familiar with Northern Cree because recently they were on the, oh, what is the music uh, awards? I, I just lost it. Uh, Grammys? Grammys, thank you. Mm-hmm. They sung before that. They had their yeah. big song. That was their big thing, and a lot of people know them. But Wild Band, they, they play in Oklahoma quite often. Um, and it's just their their songs. To me, they, they can move me because every song that you dance to, you, you dance based on the song that you're listening to, and the beat and your body moves that way. Um but it is really a uh, really good beat to hear with them, and they're they're. I wish I could sing like them because they have that stupid, crazy high pitch. Yeah. Um, well, it's not. I mean, it is singing. I'm not saying it's not singing, but it's different. Like when you sing in English and a lot of other languages, uh, you're singing from your stomach. Uh huh. Right, and then they're they're not. No. Like no one's like I'm coming in with that low baritone. It's like they're trying to hit some crazy like a certain. I don't want to say squill or shriek because I know it sounds like insensitive, but that is kind of what it's it's like. It's a different noise they're going for than what you're used to hearing singers try to do. Like it's just totally different. Agreed. I mean, and, and they can fluctuate because when you hear them, because one of the songs I have, they start out very low. I mean, and then they get higher as they go throughout the songs. And sometimes they start out really high. It's just, I didn't like all my takes on it. Um, and I don't have really many. I've only listened to what you played in front of me. Mm -hmm. Um, is it's hard for me to know if anyone's good because I've never heard, bad people right like yeah. i've never seen like i've seen people try to play rock music and they suck mm-hmm. i've never really seen it's hard to find a native that's that's like oh yeah they're all off but yeah. they're gonna perform here anyway right like you don't see that um so it's hard for me to judge it and it like i think it's cool and i've tried to imitate it before like even on this podcast and it comes off as racist but it's like if that's the case and you think just their music in general is racist like because it kind of has a certain um like we're tribal. Like I could see someone playing a, one of the native songs on some ad, and then people being like, "That's racist to use that music." And you're like, "That's literally their native music." Yeah, that's there's just something about it agree. that is primal that I think some people aren't as comfortable. I, with. I think that's actually the, the perfect way to put it, that. It is very primal, and right, and that's. I mean, to like, me, I think I kind of tried to uh, use it as influence on that one song on "Call What You Want To." Uh, the I don't know. I think it's the name of it. Yep. Because I just get kind of weird, and I put all these crazy effects it's, it doesn't sound exactly like it but to me i'm like i it, see it a similarity some, agreed um, and and i mean one way to tell and this is i mean i don't know enough about the singing portion i i just don't know enough about all the languages or even creek for that matter um but one thing that i was taught is that they should sound like it's one person singing throughout um except for when they have the different um areas where like you have one person you know a couple guys screaming exactly alternating um but it and like some of these bands, like did you see the go to, you know, like the, they have world championships and stuff like that. And they're always in the top 10. Um, 
And when you hear their drum and it sounds like, and you've got 12 plus people playing this drum, it sounds like one person's playing the drum and one person's singing the whole time. That's when I'm like, yeah, you're you're pretty damn good. Right. But yeah, they're always cool. I've only been to a couple powwows um, and they were cool there. And then the ones you listen to are always pretty sweet. Yeah. So that's my number three. Mosher, what's your number three? All right. My number three was like the first rock band I really got into in third grade, learned every word of the song, mm-hmm. tried to sing it in the talent show and was told I could not because of the lyrics. Hindsight, <laughs> completely get it, um, which is Third Eye Blind. Okay. So the first song I learned was Semi-Charm Life. <laughs> and he has like this whole line. like, do a methyl lift you up yeah. until you break. You won't stop. And I just said, I mean, I saw that song all the time. I had the parental guidance version of the CD or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, um, But it's like the best, their first um, self-titled album. It's like the best first six songs of any album like you can just play it straight through it's got the whole like the jumper song which was a big deal um oh it's had a bunch of good ones and then they're they have a couple more albums that i really like they have like a, a few that are really good now recently i learned that like the whole band's broken up the lead singer feels like he owns it all and he's trying to steer everyone else out of stuff and i didn't know anything about this drama but i really really like third eye blind they have a song called slow motion that when i first got in uh smoking weed mm-hmm. um this guy just showed me this. He was like, hey, you'd like to hear Bonnie if you heard the song. It was like an unreleased song that the studio wouldn't let them put out because it's so dark that the studio just didn't want it out there. But yeah. somehow it got leaked, and it's like one of my favorite songs. Now it's talking about like killing someone on accident and like how it was like kills this person and his mom's his teacher. And like it's just all this Holy dark God, stuff, yeah. right? And you're like, I don't know, you're getting high for the first time listening to the song. You're like, damn, for man. For sure. Right? And so um, I just like a lot of different phases of their careers i guess of the band not just like one album um and i've just always been drawn to third eye blind anytime i see something like oh i gotta check that out yeah. um but um, they have a few good albums i like one of my favorite songs of all time and then semi charm life is still dope so i still i mean that comes my ipod i'm like yeah let's let that one play for sure so all right so what is your number two my number two is there's not many people who probably listen to the band, but I know you have, and that's Motion City Soundtrack. Yeah. Um, I already know. I knew that as soon as you brought the name, I was going to be like, everything is all, all right. Because right. <laughs> it's just going to be stuck in my head, and I yeah. even listen to it. Head for the Hills, the Kitchen's on Fire. I mean, they're, they're just listening to them. I, I still listen to them now. Again, Everything's All Right is obviously one See, of them. For um, me, um, the reason I didn't put them, because I do like them, yep. is that's the only album I ever had of theirs. On the Commit This to Memory. And I've never listened to another one. Now, I do really like that album, mm-hmm. but I just never got into it enough to invest more than that. And I don't even know if they have other albums. They might. Yeah, they've, they've got... I know um, that Even If It Kills Me um, is one that I have song because it's like Fell In Love Without You is one I have. Um, but they had some recent ones. Um, when I mean recent, I mean like 2015. Um, it was called Panic Stations. But I know Motion City Soundtrack had its last little, um, uh, little concert that they were doing. And one of them was at uh, the Gas Monkey Bar and Grill in Dallas. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was like two years ago. And they said we're done touring. We're you know we're, we've done this for a while. We're, we're done with it all. Um, but it's just got that I don't know poppy. Well, yeah, it's I mean I'm gonna call it emo, right? Because that's what I do. That's the best way. And I don't think that's probably accurate. I know there's like a million subgenres of all that my chemical yeah. romance on the other stuff. I I don't necessarily like. Um, but theirs had a cool uh, energy to it. I think the dude super high pitch made it. Um, it didn't seem as crybaby ish. No, right? like even if he was talking about his problems, he had more of a swagger like a rapper in a way. Yep, I guess if that makes sense. But he wasn't rapping at all. Um, and all their songs were fun. They had cool noises. 
Yeah, they um, I really like most of your soundtrack. So I mean, that's I listen to them quite a bit, and they, I know "Commit This to Memory" is. I mean, I've listened to that album. I don't know how many. Well, and it was one of those fun moments because there's been a few times in our life where uh, we're not, we were unaware that the other person liked something, mm-hmm. and then it's like, hey, and then we found out we're um, like, oh shit. <laughs> and I think like one day I was just like, hey, I'm gonna play this motion. You're like, I have that CD. Yeah. And you're like, put it in. I was like, oh shit. Um, same with like Big Brother when that happened. Yep. We had no idea. And we were like, I'm gonna watch this. And you're like, of course, because we. I love it. Yeah, we got to watch it. But yeah, that's that's definitely one. But that and that's actually one of the things that brought me back to this was when we were listening to this. Um, when we first started hanging out and whatnot. But yeah, most shitty soundtrack. Love them. They're my number two. All right, my number two and number one. I debated and then I just asked my wife, "Who should my number one be?" And I she think said, I know "Your number one is." And she goes, "Your number one's this one, obviously." And I was like, "Oh, okay." I was like, "To so me, it's once, obvious." And I think you'd say the same. So once that, that's how. So anyway, that this is two, but I could see it being like one B, right? Like I like them. Equally, but they're two. But like, I like them a whole. I like them a lot more in third eye block. One asterisk. Like the skip between three to two. There's a large gap. Is what I'm saying. So my number two is gym class heroes. Yep. Now, some people are like they're a rap group, but they're not. I mean, they kind of are, but they're a band. From my qualifications, because they have people that play instruments, and then their lead lead singer just happens to be a dope rapper, Mm -hmm. but he sings as well. Um. As, cu- as cruel as school children is a really good album, but their best album is the Paper Cut Chronicles, and so like those first two albums are so so good. Like I listen to the Paper Cut Chronicles all the time. Like I love it. Um, there's a song called Faces in the Hall. I don't remember which album that one's off of. It's up there with like slow motions. One of those are just like it's a sad, depressing song, yeah. but it's so good. And you gotta listen to it. Um, now once Gym Class Heroes kind of blew up, I had that moment. I'm sure everyone's had this with somebody where. So they have the whole like uh, the Cupid show cults on the take a look at my girlfriend or that whole thing, and everyone loves them after that. And now yeah. I've been listening to them before that, loving them like just bumping them everywhere, and then everyone likes them, and then you feel this whole like they're not that cool anyway. <laughs> right? Like you for whatever reason you're just like mad that other people found the thing that you liked, um, but then they started doing songs with Lil Wayne. And then I was like, all right, they're cool again. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, I love – and I love Travis McCoy. Is like, I wish he would just be a rapper. I mean, he's tried, and it didn't really go anywhere. He And his, I think his rapping only works in that gym class hero settings because he's not, like, a trap rapper. Like, he's saying metaphors and analogies, and he's trying to rap about his inside feelings, and he's, like, trying to be a poet. He's not trying to be a tell-you-what-the-streets-are-like, right? Yeah. So, like, that doesn't really work in normal rap music today. Um, and, like, my dream probably is honestly is if I had – friends who could play instruments and we made a gym class heroes band. I think my music would have probably honestly worked better with what I I rap about would probably fit that better than me trying to get on like a trap beat or whatever. Um, So I just really, like, I guess that's why gym class heroes are hot. I'm like, Oh, I wish I could do that. That'd be so cool. Um, And I just really like their songs. Again, I don't like some of their later stuff as much, but it's still good. Like I, I think the quality is still there. Um, But Fucking love gym class heroes. For sure. Um, so my number one is going to be Linkin Park. All right, let's go in. Um, I had friends that loved them. Um, and like we, t- we talked about before because why I couldn't put um, was, oh Black Blink-182. The reason I didn't put them, the reason I didn't put Brett Favre on my football list is like I just know people that love them so much. <laughs> that you can't put them so on. Like, I just know people that like loved Linkin Park. And I was like, yeah, they're cool. Um, but in comparison, I never felt like a – 
Yeah. Because I've only really, like, I love the Jay-Z stuff, right? But I don't remember all their albums. For sure. I mean, there there's three that, that I remember with regards to the album, and that's the Hybrid Theory, Meteora, and the Minutes to Midnight. Uh, Minutes to Midnight's the one that came out in 2007. That one I listened to religiously um, that year. Um, but Linkin Park, again, the first one, Hybrid Theory, it was during the wrestling time frame, anything in that style of music we listened to right. um, quite often. So I mean, that was what started getting me going. And then um, with Meteor coming out later on with Numb. Um, and then, like I said, with... with well, the they had that cool, like... Uh... I, I like their lead singer more than I like their lead rapper, but yeah. they have a lead singer and a lead rapper. That's different. Yep. Um, now their their lead singer, um, unfortunately, died um, right. just last year. Tester Bennington. Um, well, and then their lead rapper tried to do his own little Fort Minor project, and it all sucked. So, I love Lincoln Park and this new song that they came out with last year. I was just because it's been so long since they came out. I'm like, I'm stoked. Let's ready to hear it. And then I listen to it. I'm like, I'm sorry, but this sucks. Right. Like, I can't get into this weird... I don't. It's I don't, like the way I feel. Like, I used to really like Fall Out Boy, but because they've done new stuff that I don't really like, they're not on my list. Agreed. Yeah. I actually have them as honorable mention in a very same way. Um, but Linkin Park, I, I love them religiously, and I still do. Um, it does suck that obviously they won't come out with any songs. With, Unless they have any, like, hidden tracks or something. And they made, the, you know... What if he's still alive in a Tupac scenario? <laughs> hey, I'll take it, as long as we get some, <laughs> some more albums. But yeah, Linkin Park, number one. All right, uh, my number one, no surprise to those close to me, yep. um, is Tenacious D. For sure. Now, some people might say they're not a band because they're only a duo, but I didn't say they couldn't not be a duo, yeah. first off. Like, I could have the White Straps, but they only had one dope the song. The requirement was having more than one person with uh, instruments. instruments and singing. So, sure. now, I, I still remember Ashley Goodwin is the girl who gave me the Tenacious D CD when I was 16. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, you can borrow this. And I'd heard them because Rusty had... Fuck Her Gently was the name of the song mm -hmm. um, that they was like their first kind of blow up thing, right? And I didn't notice at the time they had like an HBO show back before everyone had HBO shows. And that's kind of where they got their their start in a way, right? Yeah. And Fuck Her Gently was great. Tribute, everyone knew that song. So after those yeah, two. I'll say tribute. Uh, I stole the seat. I never gave it back. Ashley Goodwin <laughs> gave it to me. I don't think she'll ever listen to this. But if she does, my, I'm bad. I mean, my bad. Yeah. Um, so. I listen to that whole thing. City Hall is my all-time favorite song of theirs on there. It's about them overthrowing the government, and then they both become kings, and then want, they poison each other because they want to be the solo king. And it's <laughs> I okay. I also love it because like they're for real rockers, dude. Like if you took all the lyrics out or you change the lyrics to like typical rock lyrics, mm -hmm. like Jack Black's voice kills it. Yeah. Kyle Gass is honestly one of the greatest guitar players ever, at least in my opinion. Like he, he kills it. And it's always on point. It's just funny. Yeah. And so because of that, people don't take us as seriously. But I would put them up against anyone. And then Dave Grohl is the drummer for the band on every album they've ever made. Dave Grohl's their drummer, who's the drummer of Nirvana. Yeah. And so, and he's awesome. He plays the devil in the Pick of Destiny. He's like, <laughs> and then that's another thing. Like I love Tenacious D, the Pick of Destiny. Now I know a lot of people hate that movie. It did not do well in the box offices. I don't think a stoner musical should have done well in the box office. That's no. on how that works. No. Should have banked on DVD sales. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I love that movie. And I think it's great that their original album comes out. They do tribute and that, right? About how they, it's basically their take on Devil Went Down to Georgia, where they've played the devil in some rock off and they don't remember the song. So it's just the tribute to that song. But yep. then, like 10 years later, Pick a Destiny comes out and they do that scene. Like, this is that they were talking yep. about. And so. 
I really like how it's all connected. Their newest album is called Rise of the Phoenix. I think at least their third album, unless they came with another one since then. And it didn't get hardly any love, but it even has good songs on it. Um, and I love how they're like, they make up all this mythology. So like the Pick of Destiny movie is like the mythology for the band. But obviously that didn't happen. Meatloaf wasn't his dad and kick him out of the house because he wanted to <laughs> rock and roll. And he went to Los Angeles and like, but they've always told that story Yeah, that that's how they met. And so, like, in their canon, like, if they were a comic book series, right, that is true. So, like, I love the way they just have, like, their personalities. Like, Jack Black became a movie star, and they call him Hollywood Jack now, and he's a dick. <laughs> and Rage Cage, who's Kyle Gaskett's yep. all, you know, he's now feels uh, resentful towards him. And they, I don't know, I just, I love everything about Tenacious. And they have, like, the three acts. They had their original one, which is, like, everyone loved it. Then they had Pick a Destiny, which I love, and... Some people like it, and they're new ones which no one's really heard of. But I love every Tenacious D song. Um, I don't know. They're just really good. And, like, I know this is bands, but, like, Lonely Island I really like in rap, and they're, like, the original. Not really because Lonely Island's rap. You know what I mean? Like, they're, there's never been anyone better at satirical yeah. humor rock and roll music, I don't think. For sure. I mean, so I, good. I knew you were going to have Tenacious D as your, as your number one. I mean, that, to me, was a... Right, a simple one, and, and I I do remember you watching that movie quite often. Love it. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it, it's a great one. Um, I've listened to enough with you. Well, and then people love School of Rock, mm -hmm. right? And that was Jack Black kind of putting on the map, like, yeah. oh, he really can't do this. But it was like when that came out, I was like, yes, he has. You should listen to Tenacious D. It's yep. so good. <laughs> All right, so some of the honorable mentions. Um, we've already brought a few of them up. One, like I mentioned earlier, um, if there was a six or a five B, it would be Green Day. Right. Um, and then one. Looking back at, at my wife's influence, um, Metallica. Um, that's she's a huge Metallica fan. See, um, I just, uh, and I think I'm the same way. It goes all the rap music. I have to be able to hear the words for sure. If I can't hear words, and then if I don't connect with what they're saying, like I'm just a lyric person. Mm -hmm. That's probably why I rap music, right? And I yeah. get pissed when people are like, "Cool beat," and they talk over me rapping. I'm like, "What the hell?" And I, I'm the same. Like, I'm not saying it's not good music, but if you listen to all the rap or the rock bands I like, like most shitty soundtrack, you can hear what that guy's saying. Yeah. Um, so anytime it's like, and I get it, vocals aren't as important as certain rock genres. Mm -hmm. And they're mixed that way to where, it, but it's like, if I don't understand it, I, it's hard for me to follow. For sure. But I mean, there's been a couple Metallica songs or random rock bands that I'll have on my iPod. I'm like, yeah, this one's cool one song, yeah. but I've never been able to be like, I'm going to listen to this whole no, album. I feel you. I, feel you. I, I can, I can spot See, like, I really like Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm -hmm. They almost on my list. Um, again, I just think I'm not as big a fan as other people are. Um, Same but, reason why I didn't put Kiss. Yeah, my mom, that was her favorite band uh, when she was growing up, as she told me. Uh, Jack's Mannequin is like a band kind of like Motion City Soundtrack. They were really close to making it for me. Mm -hmm. There's a like one album, a few songs out of my iPod that I really like of theirs. I just don't really know enough about them. And then The Gorillas, I really like all the songs I know of theirs. But I don't. I haven't heard that many songs no, of theirs. Agreed. If that makes sense. No, I feel you. And then, like we mentioned earlier, Blink One Eighty Two. Yep. They're really cool. I just know I'm not like a what do they call their Blinkheads or yeah. I don't know whatever they whatever are. whatever their stuff is. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, ACDC is another one. That, yeah. And we talked about this the other day. Um. We'll see. One of my good friends growing up, him and his dad loved ACDC. Mm -hmm. And some of you, I don't think you're fully aware of. Their lead, their original lead singer died at one point in time. So like their early stuff, uh, the guy has more of like a bluesy voice, mm -hmm. um, and he wrote all of their hit songs. And then he died, and they replaced him with the guy that we think of like on Thunderstruck. Yeah, 
than that voice. And then the way the story goes, I think, is the original lead singer wrote all the songs that this dude performed on Black and Black. So a lot of fans are like, anything after this date's not the real deal. And I'm only aware of that because, like I said, my friend and his dad were like all deep into this yeah. ACDC stuff. Whereas in me, I hear Thunderstruck come on. I That's think, of you think of Varsity me. Blues. And I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> Just yep. how my mind goes. No, I hear you. I um, also really liked Aerosmith. Yeah, I was going to mention when Aerosmith. We were younger. Um, Weezer. I liked Weezer a lot. Um, Again, I just know people that like them a lot, and I'm just not there. Um, Disturbed had one awesome song that will forever be great with the Down With The Sickness yep. song. Um, kind of like mine with Drowning Pool that I have with Bodies. I mean, that's yep. about the only thing I'm going to listen to. Do you remember that? Uh, Guns N' Roses, I had a moment I got really into them, mm -hmm. but I ne it didn't last a long time. Right? Yeah. It was like when everyone else got in a journey there in like 2005, <laughs> I got into Guns N' Roses. Yep. Um, I also really like Queen. I'm just, I don't know enough. They were going to be my number five. I just don't know enough about Queen's history to like, like Bloodhound Gang, I could be number five because who the fuck knows much about Bloodhound Gang. Yeah. But Queen, I put number five, like I really like them. And then someone's like, I know everything about Frank Mercury, Fred Mercury, whatever his name yeah. was, and Queen. And they're going to like, so I was like, well, I'm not going to put well, them. But I do really like all their songs. Yes. And then my favorite, my wife has a record collection her parents gave her. And out of all the records we have, we have like classic Michael Jackson records, like all these awesome ones. My favorite one is the Doobie Brothers. Oh, yeah. I just really like their, their record, so I put them as a So what, what's your take on the Beatles? Um, I think they're super overrated. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I knew what you'd say. I just wanted to ask it. Um, um, I mean, I think it's important what they did. And I think, uh, I think they made drug culture, they brought it closer to the norm. And I don't know if that's good or bad, right? Yeah, that's um, true. And I think they did share a lot of things individually, but looking at their music, I personally think it's overhyped. And people be like, they had 19 hit records. And it's like, yeah, you want to watch that four songs on a record? Yeah. <laughs> Jay-Z was over putting four songs on a CD. He'd have 19. And if Eminem was, guess what? He'd have 28 goddamn yeah. platinum records. So, I, I mean, I think they were important. I really do. <laughs> but I don't know if they were like, like to me, I think 70s rock really solidified like I mean, the early stuff was still, and then it's again because when we grew up, it looked so tame. Like when we watch Elvis, we're like, "Yeah, how is that we're scandalous?" Like, but yeah, people we're like, were like, "He's shaking his groin, making women addicted to the D." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like, like no, no. Kira uh, Kubi texted me some of her bands finally, so we'll see uh, what her honorable mentions were. I do have to ring one hair band. That's Twisted Sister. Okay. Um, and honestly, I don't remember where I heard. Um, obviously, we're not going to take it. Um, I don't remember where I heard it, but I just remember sitting in someone's car listening to that and just starting to get crazy with it. Um, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of them, so that's why I didn't bring them up till now. But I do envy that time frame of I can just dress. I don't give I don't give a shit how I dress. Right. I'm just like female. It doesn't matter. I'm still going to pull. Right. Man, you know I, mean, I mean, the whole glam thing, is a. it was a weird time. Yeah. It was different. Um, um so Kubi wrote, I know she likes Iron and Wine. It's one of, she just doesn't know if that qualifies as a band by our standards, but I don't know enough about them to say I, yes or I no. I don't even know who they are. So um, sure, I'm I've heard their music. It's it's pretty music, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, Foo Fighters she likes, and I like Foo Fighters. They're cool. Yeah. Um, Radiohead she likes, which okay. I've heard them as well. Um, Dave Matthews Band, which since there's a band there, I think it qualifies. <laughs> you would and hope so. Her uh, favorite, whenever me and her first met, were the Flaming Lips. But now she thinks Wayne Coyne, I think her lead singer, is like a pompous douchebag, so she doesn't like him anymore. I think she said pretentious dickhead or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, so she's not a fan anymore of his as much, but she used she loves all their old stuff. 
So like that used to be an easy like I'll buy her an old record of theirs, mm-hmm. but now she doesn't even like them. So I got to figure out what's my go to now. But all right, so that's all I had. Are there any more things you had to add there, Pella? I do not. Um, I am glad that we're able to get back on the podcast this week. We'll have another one um, next Sunday. I don't. We don't have any surgeries coming up or anything like that, so that should be grand. Um, I know. Uh, Next week was supposed to be top five HBO shows, I believe. Yeah. Um, well, and this is going to be the episode that comes out before Valentine's Day. And since we got pushed, we had one of like top five celebrity crushes mm-hmm. that we were going to do today and do bands last week. So we could do crushes next week or we could do HBO. I mean, either one. I said we do crushes next week, the week of Valentine's Day, and then the following we'll do. Right. So it'll be like a week later. Yeah, we can yeah. do that. Um, so the rules there, I'm going to say. 16 and below i mean because childhood crushes like because when i'm 18 and i'm like oh this chick's hot that's 18 that's different maybe not i don't know um than me being like oh look at lizzie mcguire when i'm like 13 <laughs> yeah <right>? yeah <laughs> it's like i don't know thing. i've got one two three in my head right now so i know you're number one I was like, you know my number one easily uh i mean i know my number one right now as well and i know my wife knows it because yeah. when i brought it up she goes you're gonna have this person i'm like <laughs> <laughs> not as thrilled about the topic but then she mentioned like Four dudes off Gilmore Girls in like three seconds. Real quick, and I'm like, like, like the same thing. Yeah. Um, sorry. So next week we'll do Celebrity Crushes. Week after that we'll do top five HBO TV shows. Yeah. Um, and like always, guys, if there's any uh, suggestions, corrections, uh, please email us at thepowwowithmo at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-P-O-W-W-O-W-W-I-T-H-M-O at gmail.com. And uh, subscribe on iTunes if you can. Even if you don't listen on iTunes, that'd be cool. Yep. Um, do ratings and reviews. Somehow that helps us out. Um, I just feel like we're getting a little better, so we should have some people listen to us. Yeah, cool. and whoever you are from San Francisco, please <laughs> send us an email so we can figure out who you well, are. My new theory on this, because, um, you know, San Francisco, like, tech center, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's probably just people, like, programs there that automatically listen to podcasts and store them for whatever purpose. I, I yeah. can't even think of any other reason. Because, friends, like, this last week, because we didn't put out a podcast, we've had about, I think it was 70 listens in the last 40 yeah. So 40 to 70, something in that range. I don't remember at the exact moment. Um, and they went down, but then still like over half of them, San Francisco. Yeah. And so I'm like, I don't know. I don't know who these people are, but I know my wife went to a like girls get together last night. They got kind of wild and crazy. And one of her friend, Marissa, you know, writes in, is, I guess our number one fan. We got brought up a couple times. She misheard some stuff. She thought I said there was an ax murderer on my football <laughs> team. that killed somebody. Um, so, I had to straighten that out. That yeah. wasn't the case. But so when anyway, we have a few fans, I guess uh, late twenties, early thirties women is gonna be our demographic. Wait. Um and I guess just the thirty year old people. Yeah. Right. Um and hopefully we'll get more people listen to us. I know I've got some rap friends trying to listen. Yeah. Hopefully they like it. Uh, we got way more listens on my rap episode than most episodes because mm-hmm. I hit up everyone of like not everyone but everyone I wanted to listen to yeah because there's some people I don't want to listen to it like I hope if my mom ever gets to that one she just skips it yeah she's like no I'm good I don't need to hear anything. exactly but we'll see we'll see what happens all right so uh, anything else going on in your life um no finally my wife's better um my my kids are doing great I'm so happy Valentine's Day is almost here because oh, yeah. with like my life um uh, 
Christmas, December, mm-hmm. me and the wife's birthday is both in January, yep. and then Valentine's Day is in February, and by February, you're like, I don't know what to get you for exactly. a gift. Yep. I don't have any money for a gift, <laughs> and then we're married, so we both want to be like, let's just not get gifts, Yep. but then you feel like you have to. You feel to. like you need to. Because even if you made the deal, don't. One of us still would. Exactly, and then you're like, shit, I should have So the other something. day when we were just at the store, I was like, let's go buy each other a box of chocolates right now. That's the way to do it. And then I'm going like, to get her flowers and stuff. Then the flower plays won't deliver to the school on Valentine's Day because the superintendent forbade it. And so what? I have to go pick it. It's a whole thing. Dickhead. I know. So I feel like I'm going to mess up Valentine's Day. Like I'm going to forget yeah, something. Yeah, that is what it is. Uh, but Set a reminder on your phone. That's what it I know. is. I know. I actually told Kubi, I go, just remind me when it's Valentine's Day. By the way, it's Valentine's Day, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll figure it out. Uh, That's good. All right, that's all we got this week, man. All right, y'all be safe. Peace. Peace.